Good morning. Welcome to Podbean.com. I am author Sylvia Stein. I hope everyone's doing well today. Today I am going to work on some writing tips um, that I like to give along the way with through this podcast, which I hope to give more of, and I have given several. And today I want to again go back to the scene book, a primer for fi- for the fiction writer by author Sandra Schofield. And today, I've, I've talked uh, a few podcasts back. I have spoken about um, the scene book. Uh, this was a, one of my first books uh, when I was uh, taking classes at, classes at Southern New Hampshire University for my master's in English and creative writing. And this was one of the books that was recommended, and I've loved it ever since. I've read it so many times, but it, it never ceased to amaze me how it helps and develops your writing. For today, I want to speak about tension, which is chapter six. If you haven't gotten the book out, again, the book is called The Scene Book, A Primer for the Fiction Writer by Sandra Schofield. And one of the sections I'm going to focus on today is tension. Uh, this is starts on page 72 of the hardback paperback that you have. As far as the Kindle, I'm not sure what page number that is, but I know for the paperback is page 72. For me, uh, when I'm discussing writing, it has to have to have a concrete book to, to look at and read. Not that there's anything wrong with the Kindle, because I know, believe now you have that feature of highlighting, which is exciting too. But um, for me right now, it's the paperback that I like to focus on. But today we're going to start with tension. She says in her book, How Tension Increases Reader Involvement. She writes, Often there is a taut thread of tension in the weave of a scene. What is meant by tension in a scene? How is tension built? How is extension released? And then she provides some exercises. For today, we're going to discuss what is meant by tension in a scene? How is tension built? How is tension released and we're gonna I'm gonna try to cover as many examples as I can and try not to go too fast by the way the song in the background by um, that you listen to is on my Spotify playlist because I have to have music it's by the amazing Craig Armstrong and it's taken from far from the matting crowd and it's one of the original motion pictures um, and this one is, is the far from the matting crowd love theme so um, that's that. That's what that amazing song was, that your musical score that you heard. And I, yes, I am obsessed with them. So you'll be hearing them a lot in my podcast. Again, um, so let's let us begin now. And we're gonna start. Is what is meant by tension in a scene? She says, tension is a source of intensity in a scene that provides focus and increases reader involvement. So tension is the taut stretch of something pulled toward, away from, or through something. Like the stretch of a rope in a game of tug of war. How many of us haven't done that? It is caused when a question is raised and the reader's sense of anticipation is heightened. How do you get your reader to want to read more of your book? You keep them in suspense, right? That's, That's almost like suspense, but it says, The tension advances the story by bringing an important question to the foreground. Will he kiss her? Will they get to the cellar before the tornado strikes? 
Will the drunken father strike his children? Will the wife learn of her husband's adultery? Will the soldier die from his wounds? Those are all tensions, as what Sandra Schofield says in her book. How is tension built? She says, you build tension by, and this is what she names on, highlights these points, holding back information from the reader, introduces, introducing questions and then intensifying concerns about the answers, and making the reader uneasy about the harmony of relationships. So, you know, we start off with, it's a source of intensity in a scene. Then, you know, it asks all these questions. Will he kiss her? Will they get to the cellar before the turn? You know, all these questions. And then she says, tension begins. You build it by holding back information from the reader. There are many books out there that do that. You know, even my own. You know, we all, you know, we want to have the reader and you hold back. There's a lot of, especially in thrillers, you see that very commonly introducing questions and then intensifying concerns about the answers. So as you read a book, you're, you're, you're asking yourself these questions to try to solve. Many of us try to do that before the book ends. And then making the reader uneasy about the harmony of relationships. Like you make the reader question all these things and different things. So she says, sometimes the scene builds tension and leaves the reader in a moment of caught suspense, not knowing what will happen. This sets up the reader for a later scene. A technique often used in books with multiple points of view, especially thrillers, which is what I just said. Some readers dislike this, finding it overly manipulative. Choose your technique based on what you like to read and who you think your readers will be. One very, very a big example that pops out in my head right now is Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. If you remember the the stories being narrated, you know by the it's it's a husband and wife, and as you you're reading the story, you know you you start learning about these characters and all the all that they've been through, you know, and the wife's talking and then the husband's talking. I think Gillian Flynn provides a great, you know, psychological thriller here, because she's d naming. All these different, you know, different, uh, you know, scenarios that have happened between this husband and wife. And, and we don't know until, you know, as we read, it makes us want to read more. And I'm not going to give away the plot because, you know, even though there's maybe a lot of people that have read it, there still may be some that have not. So, you know, when you provide, you know, the these two characters, the husband and wife, and there's something has happened in, in this book that you know that you know you know okay the the wife has gone missing what happened how do we piece this together is the husband guilty we start questioning asking and it, it keeps the narrative going and Gillian Flynn is so great at being able to do this with this book and this is one of the techniques she chooses you know she's uh, she's making uh make you know a lot of us may you know it, it, it makes it more suspenseful but it's also a way of kind of the reader keeping you going. Another uh, uh, another great book that I thought uh, did this beautifully is The Girl on the Train. That's another thriller that, you know, has different characters and it carries the reader 
because of the, uh, uh, it's holding back. It's not really telling us much uh, until as we go, we learn these, these, uh, these characters. And that was uh, by the amazing um, Paula Hawkins. You know, she wrote The Girl on the Train and, of course, Jillian Flynn with Gone Girl. Those are two examples that I can think of, you know, as far as tension. You know, I'm working on my own thriller, and I'll bring you more of an update later on in another podcast in regards to that. But, you know, in the book uh, by Paula Hawkins, you know, she's got different characters, too. And there's a there's a mystery there that needs to be solved. And it's intense, and it keeps the keeps the reader grabbed on as you go it, and you keep you know trying to figure it out and it's building the tension uh, you know and and the reader is hooked I know it hooked me when I read both books which are very good too so make sure if you haven't checked them out if you like a good thriller those are really uh, really really good ones and another great book that I thought uh, the writer you know she's a very talented and amazing writer that I thought was really, really intense. And I really love the series so far. She, all her books, but especially I read Integrate uh, by a uh, UK author, amazing and talented author, Chrissy Parker, and Temperance. She is able to carry the tension and build it up beautifully in these books. And th that's another example of another thriller. Uh, it, if you want a good thriller, you want good characters, make sure to check those books out. Uh, as I said, you know, The Girl on the Train, Paula Hawkins, Jillian Flynn, Gone Girl, and the amazing Chrissy Parker, UK author. Uh, you know, she's, she's a great friend also, but she's a very, very talented author, and uh, she really knows how to write. All her books are great, by the way, and she's, you know, due out to come up with a new one soon. But if you want a good thriller, as far as tension, um, make sure to check out um, integrate and temperance. They're both well done and they really know how to build that up. So as, as I, as we were saying, choose your technique based on what you like to read and who you think your readers will be. Now, the next question we asked is how is tension released? Tension, she says, Sandra Scofield says, is released when adver adversaries move toward one another in a positive way to resolve the tension. When adversaries step back from or defer the conflict, they deflect or retreat. When one of the adversaries suppresses the issue internally to avoid conflict. When one of the adversaries has a sudden insight that breaks the tension or when adversaries escalate the conflict into two direct confrontation, possibly violence. So she's named how you release the tension. And she says, keep in mind that tension can be released without direct confrontation. That is by being dissip dissipated. Someone can let go of the object or of the abstraction, emotion, concern, issue, being stretched. When tension is released in this way, the result may be one of mutual contentment, or it may simply be delaying conflict until later. It may be a yielding full of disappointment. How the tension is dissipated sets you up for later 
action in the story or else closes this aspect of the story. So one example I can give you of that, you know, because I've written this book is Closure. If uh, for those of us that, you know, for those of you that don't know, the, my book Closure talks about a relationship between a broken relationship between a father and a daughter. You know, there's grief involved. There's a lot of tension between them. And this this uh, made me think of the tension because basically the daughter grows up and she tries to walk away from the emotion. She doesn't want to think about her horrible past and everything she suffered and everything she's lost. And, and this creates this type of abstraction that Schofield is talking about because of, of the disappointment you may feel. Now, an, another way for tension to be released is for the thread to break, evoking a moment of stark clarity and of apprehension. This is a favorite way to create an epiphany, a sudden moment of an insight. Again, something you do not want to overuse, like in Chasing Clarity. I can use that example because Mia Gerard is dealing with a big loss. And her, it, you know, the, this is where the thread breaks. She, she grieves, she mourns, and she has to find herself. And, and the, the whole goal of this story is, will she find herself? Will she get a brand new start? Will she allow herself to get to, to move on from this pain? Or won't she? And, the, and those are things that, that Chasing Clarity is my book, is another one of my book is able to do here. Now, another general release is achieved through a kind of explosion in which the conflict is played out until the tension breaks into climatic action or emotion. We expect this kind of tension breaker in high action fiction. The challenge is to, the challenge is to build intensity over the course of the book without wearing out the reader. And this is, is so well done also by the authors that I mentioned in their thrillers. They all do it with a lot of action and dialogue, but it's not nothing that that the reader runs out or gets bored. They have different scenes and different characters. And as the climax is building, you know, they're able to flawlessly do this kind of explosion that, you know, where, where something's got to give in the, in the story. As you move on to Gone Girl, you know, there's the intensity, you know, between Amy and Nick Dunn, you know, which are the main characters, escalates. As in Paula Hawkins and her different characters in her thriller. As in Chrissy Parker's, you know, with, you know, especially in Temperance, you know, where the story continues. You know, she's able to build this explosion and you never see it coming, which makes it flawlessly done. You know, that's an example of that. Um, another example is in On Chasing Clarity. There's a scene, you know, where Mia... You know, is she moving on and and, and the, the, the new people that she meets or not, you know, does, does this provide her stability or is she, is she afraid or, and you're, you're, you're just trying to find out what is it, what's going to happen. In all instances, she says, Schofield says, you want to make the release of tension interesting and surprising. You don't want the outcome of the scene to be obvious from its beginning we also see climatic tension breaks in literary fiction, but they tend to come from character rather than from pure plot and carry a deep sense of inexorability. Meaning, and I've seen this a lot, um, 
you know, when we write, a lot of times we get overly excited. I know because as a writer, I'm, you know, an indie author myself. I've learned a lot from my first drafts till now and how a lot of times we want to tell a reader, which is amazing. Uh, I know that there's a lot of authors out there that are able to do it. Uh, among the ones I named, Chrissy Parker, Paula Hawkins, Gillian Flynn. There's so many, of course, Stephen King, you know, all Jody Picold. Uh, there's also new authors uh, that are, you know, starting out, you know, that are able to carry this this uh, flawlessly. You know, I have a friend, a new author. She's written some short stories, Lynette Lee. She's able to really capture instances of tension in her work and you'll read more about her short stories um hopefully in the future she does have a collection of short stories uh on amazon just look up lynette lee and she's written two that are out there um she's written more but she's putting her own collection of stories together and she's able to do that but we also i mean she's able to flawlessly combine you know as chrissy parker does with you know dialogue you know dialogue and action it can't overwear somebody it's like in my in my books you know i tried to you can't make it obvious that this is what's going to happen you have to make make it dramatic so you know people don't expect the same thing or expect the same outcome it, it they they the readers got to figure out what's going on whether it's a, a romance a ya uh you know a thriller it, it, the different types of book, it, it needs to be more about surprise. And and these authors, and there are many more. Uh, Emerald Barnes does this really well with her um, uh, series with uh, Entertaining Angels. And she's, she's soon to deliver, uh, you know, another another beautiful book from this series. And and uh, that she'll be taking out soon. And, and she does this flawlessly with her character. She's able to create this world and these scenes that are very intense. And, and, uh, and, and it, has a, it does carry a, a deep sense of, 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 of more than just a, a, a plot. It, it, it makes you connect with these characters. And that's what you want to do. Now, she gives an example here. Um, uh, uh, Sandra Schofield, she talks about Robert Stone is a writer and is, his work is often taught with dread. Um, he, she talks about a, a novel that he wrote, A Flag for Sunrise, draws a group of mostly unseemly characters and a nun into the maelstrom of revolution in Central America. It is suspenseful from the beginning straight through the end. Then she also mentions... Uh, his short story, Helping, is almost unbearably suspenseful. And you know it is going to be at the beginning when Stone tells you that his protagonist, this is what she's saying from in her book, and this is page 74, Elliot is an alcoholic who has lately been sober. Then he says, sober, however, he remained until the day a man named and she, she names a Blankenship, came into the office at the state hospital for counseling. So she gives an example of this, and then she says, although you now expect Blankenship to be the reason the narrator turns again to drink, Stone is much more devious than that. Basically, she's explaining what the author does. The counseling session sets in motion Elliot's downfall. I've taken only a tiny slice of a moment in the story. <coughs> Excuse me that is long and complex with a powerful 
sense of, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize, of inevitability, even as it presents surprising turns. Each of these several scenes threatens to break into something awful, but doesn't. Then Elliot goes home and his lawyer wife tells him about some bikers who got their case dismissed that day and threaten her. While they are talking about it, the bikers call and Elliot, who has been drinking, ends up telling them that they should come on over. So here she's describing one of the scenes. His aggressiveness is a terrible blow to his fragile relationship with his wife. He gets a gun and watches for them. And this is the scene she describes on uh, as far as about Robert Stone. And this is taken from a flag for sunrise. From the window at which he sat, he commanded a view of several miles in the direction of East Ilford. The two-lane blacktop road that ran there was the only one along which an enemy could pass. He drank and watched the snow, toying with the safety of his 12-gauge rip, rim, Remington. He felt neither anxious nor angry now, but only impatient to be done with whatever the night would bring. Drunkenness and the silent rhythm of the falling snow combined to make him feel outside of time and syntax. This is only a small excerpt, she says, Sandra Scofield, from a long passage of a long story, but reading it makes your heart race. Read the paragraphs again. Is there any doubt that something is going to happen? It won't happen what you think. So basically, this is an example what she's saying about building the tension. That's just one example. And I want to stop here because um, I feel like, you know, I've discussed a few elements of tension in a scene. How is tension built? How is tension released? And we gave an example of, of the authors that I mentioned along with my own books, as well as the book by Robert Hunt. And this is all taken from Sandra Schofield, a primer for the fiction writer. This was um, uh, the, sec the section on... Um, tension in this book and I want to be able to uh, bring back more writing tips for you all because these are these are important things that I, as, as uh, starting my podcast which I've mentioned I've been able to start since January and I hope to bring you more you know interviews from authors I just had the amazing YA fantasy author Andrea Bogensky I've had Sandri uh, Sandy Wright Crabtree, I've had Lynette Lee, and I would like to bring you more and more authors as I go that you can learn more from author spotlights on them and also my own updates on my books and promos and other authors' promos and uh, really build on this still author channel that I'm able to uh, bring to you on a weekly, I try to do it weekly or bi-weekly basis here through podbean.com. And again, thank you so much. And I apologize for the, you know, hiccups and the allergies that I've been dealing with. I'm in North Carolina and the pollen, you know, with spring and the weather changing all the time. Um, it's, it's gotten really intense. I hope the weather there is good. I'm also sending my positive thoughts to everyone in Texas and everyone that's dealing with floods and all this stuff all over the world that's, you know, that's been disastrous. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I, I'm keeping everyone, you know, with positive thoughts and I hope and and blessings that everything turns out well, as always. Wishing everyone the best. And I thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is Sylvia 
Stein, author Sylvia Stein, and I leave you again with Far From the Matting from the Amazing Musical Score by Craig Armstrong. Thank you all so much. You all have a good day. I guess for her name.